Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. Today, we talk about the power of doing a weekly sales report when you're not required to do so. This is a tool to grow your income, grow your brand, and create personal sanity within your sales business. Now, you may not want to do this, but continue listening and then decide how you can adopt something that works for you. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring successful tech sales professionals, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs to share best practices, insights, and lessons learned with other tech sales professionals. As a sales professional, the more we learn, the more we earn. Once we earn it, how can we put those hard-earned commission dollars back to work to build additional income streams that will create the freedom we are all working to achieve? I'm your host, Chris Freeman. I'm a high-tech sales leader, real estate investor, and lifetime learner. Welcome back to the High Tech Freedom Podcast. Really appreciate all the great feedback and comments. So today I wanted to address a question that came up from a friend of mine, which was, hey, why should I send a manager a weekly report if I'm not being requested to do so. And I, uh, I I thought it was a great question. It's something that uh, I actually feel very strongly about. So why in the world would you want to create an extra administrative task as a seller? I mean, that's, that's like the worst thing we can do. It takes us away from selling, takes us away from uh, doing the job that creates commission. But uh, it is an important thing to do. And, and I'll tell you why. So I probably worked for about 15 years before I went into a company where everyone did a weekly report. It was part of the culture for all departments. I mean, everybody from sales, you know, the AM did one up to the manager, the manager did one up to the director, the director did one up to the VP, other departments did it. It was just definitely uh, part of the process. Was it a pain in the butt? Yeah, there's definitely days and weeks that uh, was not looking forward to doing it. You know, sometimes you just get so darn busy that it's hard to stop and do that type of thing. And you know, my challenge was always in my style is has always been that if I'm going to do something, I want to do it really well, and I don't want to just do a half-ass job and just kind of mail it in, as they say. And uh, sometimes I just felt like I didn't have the time for to to do that. Now, as a manager, um, I would get these from my team, and I would read through each of these each week. And it was clear when someone was just copying from last week and adding in some quick updates to get it done versus when somebody had really took some time to recap the prior week and talked about what was happening in the upcoming week. So in doing this over a number of years, I've learned a very interesting lesson. So number one, it actually forced me to slow down once a week and just reflect on my business. And now this is more of a habit for me, but that is so important. To, to have that time where you can think about the business, even if it's just a week in the rear, uh, it's so important. Number two, it, it forced me to slow down and think about and assess my upcoming week. You know, I've been, I've been pretty good at this now for a while. I, I think I've talked in a previous episode about my process for planning my day, planning my week. But if you're not ahead of and in control of your plan for the week, your week will take over you and you'll be in a responsive mode and it can just be frustrating it can and it can feel chaotic as a rep uh number three you know the process of writing down your forecast and and just kind of writing out the forecast construction once a week keeps things top of mind and 
you know, what's more important than your forecast. And then number four, for me, it helped highlight where do I need help? Where is there a challenge? It, it made it easier for me to identify that and actually give my manager some visibility into areas maybe where I was struggling or I've hit a roadblock or or um, maybe things just aren't going the way that I want with a particular deal, sales campaign, something in the territory, whatever it might be. So back to my opening. If you're not required to do a weekly report, why would you want to do one? Well, for all the, re- the four reasons I just outlined. But seriously, if you want to accelerate your business, one great way to do this is have more people working on your business. So your manager, by doing a weekly report, your manager will have visibility. You know, your your manager does have visibility on a much larger region. So I mean, today, you know, I have uh, you know multiple states, and I see different deals, different accounts, and different uh, best practices from different reps. Something you are trying to close in your territory, maybe a deal that you're trying to pursue. There might be an obstacle that you're trying to overcome. Maybe very similar to another account that your manager has visibility into or might even be working with. They may be able to quickly point to a resource, give you a reference example, or even give you a real reference account that you could use for your deal. Another reason why I like this is that if you've, you know, if you ever want to move up in an organization, you're going to have to be able to run your own region and you will proactively need to communicate your business. So if you're a manager, uh, you may not necessarily be doing a weekly report, but you're expected every single week to be capturing your plan, your direction, what's working, what's not. By doing this as a seller, you are demonstrating that you are the president, the CEO of your franchise. You are taking that leadership role in your business. It also raises your informal leadership role in the team. Successful people do what other people are not willing to do, and a lot of people are not doing this. You can either run in the pack or run in the head of the pack, and it's really up to up to you on where you want to go in your own career. But everything you know, let's get down to some nuts and bolts of the weekly report, right? Everything that you would put in a weekly report are things your manager is going to ask you about anyways. So that's the other beauty of it is just get ahead of it. It makes your one-on-ones with your manager so much more productive. By the way, if you're not having one-on-ones consistently with your manager, definitely take control and set those up on your own. Just make them happen. It'll make your business that much more successful. I want to break in with this quick commercial from me. I am very excited to announce that we have our first multifamily real estate deal for the year. This is a really nice boutique 88 unit complex in Tempe, Arizona, which is an incredibly strong submarket of the Phoenix area. And we are partnered with my friend Reed and his company at the RSN Group. They're the, the ones that found the deal. And they also have another asset uh, very close by this particular property. Uh, investment spots on this one, they're going to fill up quickly because it is also structured to accept 1031 exchanges. And there's a number of exchanges out there right now looking for a home. So if you're interested, just contact us through hightechfreedom.com or you could book a call using the link in the show notes. And even if you just want to learn a little bit more about the investing process, let's chat. I'm happy to share and follow up with some educational resources. Now back to the show. So what should you or could you include in a weekly report that you're just doing on your own and sending proactively each week? Well, look, I <laughs> again, I don't want extra administrative tasks. So I definitely recommend keeping it simple. 
you do not want to write a novel and your manager doesn't want to read a novel. So keep it simple. So let's look at uh, what you might include. So uh, for your upcoming week, you could start with your forecast or your quota. So if you're forecasting something, how much have you sold relative to the forecast? What's your percent of, of business close so far? What are the big rocks for the week? These are the one to three things that if you get these done, they will have an impact on your business. You can call them goals, big tasks, but these are the priorities for the week. And by the way, I've been doing this for years in my planner, and it really helps ground me when looking at my daily tasks. I try to go back and say, okay, what was my big task for the week and tie some of my daily tasks to those three things. Try to make those a priority each day. All right, what important meetings do you have for the week? I mean, that's at the end of the day, that's beyond just closing the business. What matters the most? Who are we meeting with? What clients are we working with? What customers are we working with? So highlight the important meetings for the week. You don't have to capture them all if you want. Feel free to. But I think the important ones uh, definitely are going to capture your manager's attention. And depending on your business, what is forecasted to close this week? You know, some businesses may have a longer sales cycle, so that might not be appropriate. Some businesses look more closely at the week-by-week bookings. And so if you're in that business, I think it's probably a good thing to call out. Okay, so that's the upcoming week. Pretty simple, not not terribly complicated. And then, you know, I think it's important to go back and look at the prior week. So as I mentioned before, right, let's let's reflect on the business. We don't want to spend too much time reflecting. We, We need to move forward. But how are things going? Right, looking back at the prior week and just reflecting on what worked, what didn't. So, let me ask you this question: How often do you do this now? If you're honest with yourself, how often do you sit down and think about the prior week, the meetings that you had, the goals that you had, maybe the big rocks? I mean, a lot of us don't do it, and so this is just one way to to stop, put pen to paper, and, and get it done. So, here's what I would include in your in your prior week as part of your weekly report. How did you do on those big rocks for last week? If you called out one to three big rocks, did you hit them, blow them away, partially completed them? Just you know, call it out. And then you, in your prior week weekly report, you would have identified key meetings. Well, what were the outcomes of those key meetings? Big next steps, anything successful, any challenges that you had, just the general outcome of those key meetings. If you closed a deal, um, call it out. Now, in reality, your manager already knows that uh, that you closed a deal, right? That's one thing. They're probably staring at the CRM. They're staring at the forecast tool. So if something booked that week, yeah, they probably know about it. But still, I would call it out. And then what new pipeline or opportunities did you create that week? I, I think that's really a, a really important metric in any sales business to keep an eye on and call it out. And then things management needs to know. You know, this is a little bit of the free form. Uh, data and an opportunity to highlight what is important to you. It's it could be an obstacle, but it could also, you know, be something that uh that you just want to share. Maybe it's a highlight, maybe it's something good that you achieve, maybe it's just something generally about your business. Hey, maybe it's a PTO that you have coming up. But anyways, uh, just anything that you think management might need to know. Now, listen, listen closely. You have to make this easy. Otherwise, you won't do it. And I have definitely had a habit in my personal career. I'll get excited about something and I'll way overcomplicate it. And then it's too hard to do consistently. And so don't do what I do. If you start simple, 
then you can start doing it and you can start doing it consistently. But once you start it, you can't stop. You have to do it consistently. If you get on a roll for a few weeks and then stop, what does that say to your manager, right? Lack of commitment, lack of follow through, lack of time management, you know, insert excuse there. So create a simple template that's easy to fill in. You know, I've seen uh, I've seen people create maybe even an email signature for their like a weekly template or you know maybe a customer response and you can just fill in the data there maybe you have a word document whatever works for you keep it simple if it's too hard right don't include it in your weekly report until you've optimized it once you kind of get in the flow of the basic report you know you could start to layer in additional things that you might want to include you can always start with less and then layer in more detail later so each week there are certain things that I, I might want to highlight or people that I want to appreciate. And, you know, sometimes I get to the end of the week and it's really hard to remember those. And so what I do is in my notes during the week, I use just different codes. So if, if somebody did something or said something that I, I want to go back, recognize or appreciate, I just put a, a, an A with a circle in my notes. And so then when I go to the end of my week, or maybe I'm getting ready for a one-on-one -on -one with that person or a phone call or whatever, maybe a team call, whatever it might be, I can go back and kind of recapture all the A's. And I just use that as an example. When you're sitting down to do your weekly report at the end of the week, you may have a hard time remembering all the great things that happened. So if there's certain things that you think you might want to call out in your weekly report, maybe just create a simple coding system. So maybe if there is a, a great idea that came out of a customer meeting, Put an I with a circle next to your notes on that, and you can kind of quickly go back and look for it. You know, if you're doing online notes, I don't know, maybe you could tag your note and uh, make it more searchable that way. I, I kind of take all my notes in uh, paper, and well, that's not true. I do a combination of paper and electronic, but my customer notes, when I'm in front of a customer, I never pull up my laptop or my iPad and do it electronically. It's always on paper. Internal notes, usually in Evernote. Anyway, so that's just, you know, it's an idea. You don't have to do it, but I can tell you that, uh, you know, if you start doing this, you're going to understand at a much deeper level what you need to do to be successful in your territory. So I wish you all the best. Good luck with the process. And by the way, I would love to hear how this works for you. If you're doing this, follow up with me and schedule a time as a guest. I would love to hear your personal lessons learned, how you adjusted. You know, what are you doing now? And you can just send me a note on LinkedIn, or you can use my calendar in the show notes to coordinate an interview. And if, uh, if you have any questions, just shoot me a note. Until next week, make this your best week ever. Thanks again for joining us today. To get more sales and real estate tips, you can subscribe to our newsletter at hightechfreedom.com. You can also join our private Facebook and LinkedIn group that is exclusively for sales professionals. If you found a nugget of good information in the podcast, please subscribe, give us a positive rating, and write a review. If there is a topic that you would like us to cover in the future, please send us a note through our website at hightechfreedom.com. Until next week, make this your best week ever.